Next Senator. Yeah, uh, Ms. President, uh, your policies will stand the test of time. You're the most important figure in the Republican Party. You can shape the direction of the party, keep your movement alive. We need to understand uh, that uh, these are difficult times. I appreciate what you did Thursday. There are a lot of people urging the president to pardon folks who participated in defiling the Capitol, the rioters. I don't care if you went there and spread flowers on the floor. You breached the security of the Capitol. You interrupted a joint session of con uh, Congress. You tried to intimidate us all. You should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of, of the law. And to seek a pardon of these people would be wrong. It would be, I think it would destroy President Trump. And uh, I hope we don't go down that road. They chose to go into that Capitol, defile the Capitol. President Trump never said, go into the Capitol and try to interrupt a joint session of Congress. That was the choice they make, they made, and they need to live with that choice. The president's That was Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. One of the senators from South Carolina uh, supporting President Trump and the movement. Um, you know, it still has a place in the Republican Party. And uh, if you want my want more of my opinion on that, uh, I did a video on the Trump legacy in a podcast a few days ago. Um, and you can look that up, uh, whatever platform you're listening on. This is Americana, the American way on uh, anchor.fm podcasting, uh, all the other podcast platforms. It's uh, on Rumble and YouTube also. Uh, <clears throat> the reason I'm doing this video uh, and podcast are, you know, the media couldn't help but take one last swipe at President Trump on his way out. Um, you know, it's been, it's been cold season, so I'm snuffing my nose. Um, <laughs> that's lovely, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> But, um, this, uh, it's been a, it's been a good run for Trump, um, but the people in the media cannot help themselves <coughs> but take a few last swipes at him, and before they swipe at him, you can uh, find me as you're swiping through your Twitter at the real underscore Big John. Um, when Parler comes back on, which they say they're going to, uh, it's at the real Big John. What other? I think that's all the social media I have to plug. My social media is getting less and less as the censorship gets more and more. Not because. Uh, um, you know, not because they they want to censor me. Not because I'm being censored personally. But I just don't feel like putting the time into something that's going to get destroyed, you know. A few months ago, I went to monetize, like, Facebook and YouTube. And I don't quite have enough subscriber, subscribers to monetize uh, my YouTube yet. I'm actually way short of subscribers to monetize my YouTube. Um, but the fact of it is, you know, I'm not going to put the time and effort into things that are going to be destroyed because of, you know, 
someone else's opinion on what the uh, <clears throat> what the bad words of the day are, what the you know the the red words or the words you can't use are. Um, but tomorrow or today or it's Wednesday, January twentieth, twenty twenty one. We're going to have a new president in a few hours. Um, As you can tell by my tone, I'm not thrilled about it. Um, You know, I'm one that's torn somewhere between... This guy's a piece of shit. And he's... But as an American... I do have to support the president, Um, but this guy has done so much, uh, so many wrongs in the past, from the crooked business dealings, uh, where, you know, he did nothing since he's been out of uh, the vice presidentship, right, until he ran for president, yet somehow he, the year after he left the White House, made $17 million. Now, at least he was nice enough to report it on his taxes, but it was all money being hidden in a show company by the name of Hunter Biden. And it was money from overseas business deals. We have the emails that show that, you know, Hunter Biden was holding back, you know, 10% of this deal and that deal for the big guy. Tons of evidence. The media refused to report it. Uh, They refused to be investigative reporters. And uh, the officials in the government, in Trump's own government, refused to investigate it. You know, thanks, Bill Barr. Thanks for nothing. Um, But nonetheless, you know, Biden has already promised his first day in office. Now, I I don't think it's going to be tomorrow. I think it's going to be the 20... Or I don't think it's going to be today. I think it's going to be tomorrow. The 21st. Uh, because today, the 20th, is going to be a day of pomp and circumstance and celebration. <clears throat> but he's already talking about executive action to stop the Keystone XL Pipeline. Um, and Republicans are lighting up their social media. Oh, God, he's going to destroy this. He's going to destroy it. Why didn't you light up the social media with this? Because you knew he was going to do it. You knew he was going to do it. But you didn't talk about it before the election, you dumbasses. You know... I tried to warn people, I've got a little following on social media and on, you know, YouTube and uh, Rumble wasn't big then, Uh, but, you know, nobody listens. Because Trump's mean, he's so mean, such a bunch of snowflakes we are. but he, he's going to do something about that on day one or two. He's also promised executive action to take us back to the uh, job-killing Paris Climate Accord. And it gives... Uh, it, it makes us limit our carbon footprint. That's always a good thing. But... China and India don't have to follow those rules. 
And the United States already puts out far less carbon than China and India, but they're considered developing economies. China and India are world economic powers. They are not developing economies. They're not developing countries. They are world powers. But they're going to be allowed to cheat on the carbon footprint. I guess that's the new one of the new fun words we're going to use from now on. Um, and they would have lied and cheated anyways. These things are hardly enforceable. You know, it's like uh, so many of these uh, treaties, the United States is the only one that enforces it on itself half the time. <clears throat> Biden's already also promised a national mask mandate in the face of this pandemic. And how do they enforce that? The closest I've seen, uh, I was walking into a grocery store the other day, and there was a, a kid at the front door, and it was basically his job to say, stop, you have to put on a mask. Poor kid. Poor kid. He looked to be under 18. You know, probably his first job. And he gets stuck there at the door, have to argue with adults to put on masks. And frankly, most people are complying. I, I supposedly live in one of the regions that is uh, the least compliant, where the people are refusing to wear masks. And every store, everywhere I go, in public, I see people wearing a mask. So what the heck? Somebody's lying to you. And I'm going to tell you why. They're, the mask isn't stopping the spread. It isn't slowing the spread. It's just not. Just not it's not slowing the spread, guys. Um, period, point blank, plain and simple. <coughs> but... I started out talking about the media's last swipe at Trump, and you gotta pardon me, I have a good old-fashioned regular uh, sinus cold thing going on here. I get this in the summer too when I uh, leave my air conditioning running and uh, it gets cold at night. I wake up next morning all sinus stuffed and, and yeah, anyways. It almost got a little gross there for a minute. Um, so Trump's last day in off, last days, he issued an executive order calling for the creation of a statue-filled National Garden of American Heroes. Uh, that's something he talked about at his Mount Rushmore speech. And he named off the first set of heroes. Uh, there were people like Rosa Parks, uh, Davy Crockett, um, Martin Luther King Jr., Muhammad Ali, um, Louis Armstrong, I think, was in the mix. Uh, you know, so Tuesday... Uh, Trump's last day in office, he issued 173 or 143 pardons. Uh, he didn't pardon Snowden and Assange, though, which I, I thought was odd. But some of the people he pardoned were folks, just regular folks, that had been put away um, under the Clinton Biden crime bill for very. Uh, what would now be considered very minor crimes like possession of weed, mar marijuana, Mary Jane, Puff the Magic Dragon, Token the Reefer, whatever you want to call it. Um, he pardoned a lot of folks like that. Uh, the highest profile person that I saw on the list was Steve Bannon, one of his former advisors. Um, so Steve's free and clear. 
Steve Bannon right now has a podcast, and you have to search for his website because in the social socialist media purging, it, he's on and off YouTube. Like there was right after the election, he was putting out a lot of. Uh, evidence of election fraud and he um, I was sitting there one morning like waiting waiting I was all you know like had a reminder set on YouTube all ready to listen to this great podcast and hear the newest uh, evidence of election fraud it couldn't have been more than a, a week after the election less less than that and uh it just never came on. Then the the link to it or whatever you call that, uh, the thumbnail was gone from my YouTube homepage. And I'm like tweeting it like, hey, where's the podcast at, man? Yeah, YouTube just took it down like moments into the show because they decided the content was uh, not what they wanted on their platform. But don't worry, you can still find Bikini Girls Cat Fighting on YouTube. Uh, so, yes, the article goes on to say, yet something has nonetheless been different about the waning days of the Trump administration and how little the president himself has been heard from. Well, yeah, they took his social media away. Four years of uh, incentive lies, insults, exaggerations, and poisonous conspiracy mongering, the president gaslighting came to an abrupt end when Twitter and Facebook muzzled Trump by suspending his accounts in the days following the January 6th insurrection on the Capitol. Again, people, it was not an insurrection. It was idiots rioting, but it was not an insurrection. As uh, the result has been 10 days, unlike any similar stretch in since January 2017 and that tells us something important about what we've lived through since then in the days of following Trump's administration four years ago I proposed that in trying to make sense of the new highly unusual administration just getting off the ground analysts should work to separate the normal from the abnormal and the truly alarming. Normal including things any Republican president would do. Abnormal, meanwhile involving policy moves connected to distinctively Trumpian policy commitments. These include everything from the travel ban and family separation on the southern border to the international trade war, insults to allies, and chummy meetings with Kim Jong-un. What was wrong with meeting with Kim Jong-un and avoiding a world war? What was wrong with that? Uh, By the way, this article comes from um, some outfit called Scroll back up here. I should have done this at the beginning. This is called The Week. W-E-E-K Week. Uh, It's by Damon Linker. It was posted 22 hours ago. So old David considers himself an expert analyst on normal, abnormal, and alarming things. Um, International trade war. What's wrong with that? Why don't you want to get the best trade deals for your for your nation? Every nation on earth does that. Every leader of every nation wants the best trade deals for their country. Uh, speaking of World War III, okay. Obama said we're close to war with uh, North Korea. He told Trump that on on his way out, and. North Korea was flat out acting a fool. 
Okay. They were setting off missiles, pardon me, in the direction of our ally, Japan. So they obviously had missiles that could reach South Korea, where there are still American military bases. You had... If you go to war with uh, North Korea, okay, you're going to have some allies on the United States side. But you're basically going to be the United States military versus, uh, pardon me, the United States and South Korean military versus uh, the North Korean military. Eh. And then you're going to have China join in on the side of North Korea. And you're going to have Russia join in with China. Either directly or indirectly. Directly meaning they're sending troops in. Which China did um, during the initial uh, North and South Korea war. The Korean War. Uh, Once the United States military got too close to the Chinese border. They sent their their troops to... uh, to fight Uh, and that helped push the Americans back to the 38th parallel and then you know the treaty happened there but uh, why why do why do these liberals suddenly love war Um, I, I don't get it you know yeah there's that deep state military industrial complex stuff There's people, Democrat, Republican, in between, that make a living off of war. But, like, why would this guy want to criticize Trump for not going to war with North Korea? Um, So, for someone himself, who isn't a Republican at all, there has been plenty of both categories to dislike even hate, but most of these have been reversible, and indeed, the incoming Biden administration is preparing to reverse many of them very quickly. This can't cause, can't, shit fire, this can cause its own problems, since severe, even dramatic shifts in the, of direction from one administration to the next. It is hard for citizens and business owners at home, as well as allies, rivals, and opponents on the world stage to participate or anticipate a plan for the future. Well, the only people he was, Trump was ever responsible for were the American people. And business owners... <clears throat> adapted very well to Trump's way of doing things because he is a businessman uh, and he that's the one really good thing was the economy, right? Even though Daryl like say, oh, that was Obama's pop economy built with, you know, regulation and, and this and did it do. Yeah, it didn't get rolling until Trump re- repealed uh, so many of Obama's regulations, irregulation. Um, but as far as, you know, our allies and rivals, if you're our ally, you're our ally. Now, there was the controversy with the, uh, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, where Trump forced them to other countries in that, uh, group to start paying their fair share of membership dues instead of the United States always footing the bill. Uh, for you know, securing half the world. Now, you know, as controversial as that was, it was the right thing to do. Other things are are, are rivals. Well, China should not dictate American trade policy. You know, North or Canada and Mexico should not be dictating. American trade policy through NAFTA. And Trump worked out trade deals with uh, Canada and Mexico that benefited all three. 
which is what NAFTA was supposed to do, but it unfairly benefited Mexico. He was work, he worked out a good trade deal with China, and then they let the, the coronavirus get out of control in China and spread to the world, not just the United States, the whole world. And then, you know, there are oh, our... Uh, relationship with them got rocky. Um, so one week into the Trump presidency, just days after the new commander in chief lied during a visit to CIA headquarters about the size of the crowd at his inauguration. Oh, that that's a big deal. Uh, I placed that and other early events firmly in the category of truly alarming. There were 40 staffers brought Trump brought with him to the CIA headquarters last Saturday afternoon to act as a personal cheering section and the press secretary's first bizarre hostile extravagantly dishonest press conference about the size of the inauguration. That's alarming. I guess it could be, but I wouldn't call that alarming. Um, we know it broke internet records for views because Trump people don't have time to travel. We work. With every such story, the office of the presidency is degraded. With every flaunted ethical norm or flouted ethical norm, tolerance for corruption expands. What did, he, what did Trump do that was corrupt? Did he tell the uh, Ukraine to fire a prosecutor that was investigating his son's company, or you're not getting a billion dollars in aid? No, that was Joe Biden. Did his son use his name to get jobs he didn't deserve? No. The Trump kids work for their dad, and they, they all are good, decent business people. De decent people. I mean, at the beginning of this administration and leading up to it, people were like, he should let his kids do the talking for him because they're so much more eloquent and, eloquent and classful, and I kind of agree with that. Um... <clears throat> With every officially sanctioned falsehood, the distinction between truth and lies, fact and fiction becomes blurry. Well, give me some examples, dude. Um, just one week into the administration, okay, I had no idea how bad things would get. Four years later, many of us feel... It's just... This article is just bullshit. He's just talking in circles. He's like, it over. It's not. Blah, 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 blah. Next paragraph, he goes on to say, it sounds overly dramatic, but it's true. Living through the past four years has been an endurance test. Consider Trump really did lose the 2020 election. Uh, he did lose the popular vote, but won the Electoral College. He should have won the Electoral College and probably the popular vote this time. But he, and Trump legitimately, despite the best efforts of Democrats, added 12 million votes to his vote total, which no president has ever done. Obama set the record for the highest vote total, and then four years later he lost like 4 million votes or 8 million votes. He lost millions of votes in his second run for president. Uh, you know, he repeat. Okay, so this guy says Trump says he repeatedly won in a landslide, uh, enough to plunge millions of supporters into an alternative universe where it was Biden and not Trump trying to steal the election. Look, Stevie Wonder can see that this election was stolen. You know. Trump being up 600,000 votes and then hundreds of thousands of votes 
coming in in one city. Two cities, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know, as one example. You know, voting machines in uh, Michigan, sorry, lost train of thought there. Switching votes from Trump to Biden, and it was only picked up on a hand audit of the paper ballots. But they wouldn't hand audit the rest of the counties in Michigan to see how many votes were flipped from Biden to Trump on these uh, controversial uh, Dominion voting machines. Anyways, um, the stuff in this article, I'm not even going to finish reading it. If you want to look it up, it's in a online magazine, I guess, called The Week. And the title of the article is The Most Alarming Thing About the Trump Presidency. But it doesn't go into detail about what was alarming. I mean, unless the fact that this guy thinks Trump's just made up stories. Uh, the writer is Damon Linker, L-I-N-K-E-R. So if you want to look that up, you can look up Damon's article. I'm not going to waste my time reading his shit anymore. The Atlantic says Trump was the worst president in history. According to Tim Neftali, Tim Neftali, N-A-F-T-A-L-I, Neftali. Uh, here we show, who are these people? Dick Nixon, some antique photo, and a picture of Trump. President Donald Trump has long exalted in sur superlatives. The first, the best, the most, the greatest. No president has ever done what I've done, he boasts. No president has ever come close, he says. But at his, as his four years in office draw to an end, there, there's only one title which Don can claim, and that is... Uh, Late, uh, whatever. Donald Trump is the worst president America has ever had. You show me one president that loved this country as much as Donald Trump. I dare you. I dare you. You go back through your presidents and listen to Obama's years of tearing America down and apologizing for American exceptionalism going to Hiroshima and apologizing for the atomic bomb when every Japanese military leader I've ever read or seen in a documentary said if they would have had access to that technology they would have used it on us and been unapologetic about it and they say how they were shocked when MacArthur said uh, surrender with dignity or peace whatever the hell he said but we built Japan back up after World War II we built Europe back up as best we could even though we were in a fight with the Russians to control Europe but let's read on here in December 2019 he became the third president to be impeached. Last week, Trump entered a category all his own, becoming the first president to be impeached twice. Well, we know these impeachments were bullshit. You know, he... They couldn't get him on the Russia thing, right? It came out that... Hillary Clinton... paid Russia... to create the Steele dossier and that and then they gave it to John McCain to leak 
Now, since the Russian thing fizzled, they got this Ukrainian phone call where Trump asked the new uncorrupted Ukrainian president to go through with an investigation into Hunter Biden's shenanigans and the shenanigans of Burisma that Joe Biden bribed the previous Ukrainian president to cover up. But that was an impeachable offense. He was impeached, but the Senate didn't convict. Let's go on here. What makes him the worst president ever? Hopefully to think of the responsibilities of the president in the terms of two elements of the oath of office set forth in the Constitution. The first part, the president swears to faithfully execute the office of the President of the United States. This is a pledge to properly perform three jobs the presidency combines, head of state, head of government, and commander-in-chief. In the second part, they promise to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. When did Trump not execute any of those things that he swore to do? He was head of state, he was head of government, and he was commander-in-chief. Because he didn't get us into any new wars, is that uh, being a bad commander-in-chief? Because he didn't send American men and women to die for uh, other countries' causes uh, that have no effect on the United States whatsoever? I mean, I support our military 100%, and that's why I do not want to see our soldiers die uh, because of uh, the interest of big business, let's say. Now, let's look at something here. One of my favorite presidents, George H.W. Bush, the Gulf War of 1990 and 91. Saddam Hussein overran Kuwait. Uh, if he would have gone into Kuwait and then into Saudi Arabia, he would have controlled 20% of the world's oil supply, which would have been damning to the world economy and made uh, Iraq an instant world power. And you don't want Saddam Hussein to be a world power. But did we really go in to liberate Kuwait and save the, the poor little Kuwaiti people? I've met people from Kuwait. They're sweet people. Alright? I go to Arnie Schwarzenegger's bodybuilding show every year. And some of the best bodybuilders in the world are coming out of Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, Egypt. In fact, the best body in the world, bodybuilder in the world right now is Big Rami. Uh, and he's 100% uh, Egyptian. He, but... Did we go into Kuwait to liberate the people from Saddam Hussein? Or we did or did we go in there to liberate it for American business interests? Because Kuwait, who sure as hell owed us a favor, didn't cut us any breaks on oil prices. You know, they stuck with what OPEC told them to charge us for oil per barrel. Uh but we went in there to free up Kuwait so that American businesses could go in there. You go to Kuwait now, it's a very Western uh, civilization, very Westernized country. Uh, the greatest bodybuilding gym in the world is in Kuwait. The, you have every American restaurant, fast food joint, shop, uh, retail store, maybe not a Walmart, but like Nike stores, you have uh, The Gap all those things are in Kuwait now but you know, hey, Trump didn't get us into any war so I guess that's what this jackass is saying makes him a bad commander in chief um, Trump 
was a serial serial violator of uh, evidence by his continual use of his office for personal financial gain. He lost four billion dollars in personal wealth in his first four years of presidency. Well, it's only four years. Uh, he gave his salary to charities. How can you say he gained financially? But focusing on three critical ways he betrayed betrayed it helps clarify the singular historical. First, he failed to put national security interests of the United States ahead of his own political needs. Second, in the face of a devastating pandemic, he grossly derelicted un able and un or unwilling to marshal the requisite resources bullshit he used the uh, defense production act multiple times in fact he stopped a, a shipment of uh, n95 respirator masks from going to Canada from a US company and, and pissed off the who cares if you piss off Justin Trudeau but pissed off Canada by stopping the shipment of masks because we need them here in America. He rolled out respirators and ventilators and BiPAP and CPAP machines by the tens of thousands, which they said couldn't be done. He had two two Navy hospital ships converted into COVID hospital ships and one set off the coast of New York and one set off the coast of California and they didn't need them in April when they said they would because he did do a good job of curving the virus at first but we had to reopen the economy and of course you're going to see more spread when that happened he used the Defense Production Act to make more personal protective equipment for nurses and doctors and uh, frontline workers as they're now called dereliction my ass many chief executives have failed in one way or another live to live up to the demands of the job or to competently discharge them but historians will tend to agree that our worst presidents are those who fall short in the second part of the pledge, uh, in some way endangering the Constitution. And if you want to understand why these three failures make Trump the worst president of all, all of our presidents, place the place to begin is the basement of the presidential rankings where dwell his rivals in the singular dishonor. For decades in the 20th century, many historians agree that the title Trump has recently earned is properly belonged to Warren G. Harding, a president they remembered. A president remember they remembered. The journalist H.L. Menek, master of acid bond mot, listened to Harding's inaugural address listened to Harding's inaugural address and despaired. No other such complete and dreadful nitwit is to be found in the passages of American history, he wrote. Poor Harding, our 29th president, popularized the world, the word normalcy and self uh, de- depressantly described himself as Blavidor as a bloviator before dying in Office of Natural Causes in 1923. Although mourned by the entire nation, nine million people were said to have viewed his funeral train uh, whatever. I don't really care about Warren. He goes on here for three paragraphs talking about Warren G. Harding. Four paragraphs, five paragraphs. Well, where is it that... 
makes Trump the worst president ever. He, get, he starts talking about Franklin Pierce, James Buchanan. He talked about Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln was a bad president. When Abe Lincoln was elected to replace him in 1860 and the states began to secede, Buchanan effectively advocated his responsibilities as president of the United States. He blamed Lincoln's Republicans for causing all the problems he faced and promised Southerners a constitutional amendment protecting slavery forever if they returned. When the secessionists in South Carolina set siege to Fort to a federal fort, Buchanan collapsed. Like Nixon in the summer of 74 before his resignation, wrote the Buchanan biographer Gene H. Baker, Buchanan gave nearly every indication of a severe mental strain affecting both health and judgment. He never really proves to me what made Trump the worst president ever. Something that the media has blabbed on for four years now. And I've not backed up with any shred of evidence. So the real problem with the Trump presidency and the Trump administration is Trump derangement syndrome. You know, from day one, it's been out there. You know, uh, celebrities, idiots, on every platform, just going off on, Trump will never be president. Trump should not be president. Blah, blah, woof, woof. And you know, it's this ludicrous idea that from day one, Trump should not have been president. Uh, I'll jump to this, or pardon me, I'll link on. YouTube and Rumble uh, this last article I was going to recite for you guys but I'm not uh, there is a poll showing that uh, Republican support for convicting President Trump is growing um, they want the Senate to convict him uh of inciting the riot at the Capitol. Uh, political and morning consultant poll released Tuesday, which that would have been uh, yesterday, 23 hours ago. Oh, they released it at 6 o'clock in the morning, 23 hours ago. So um, I'm not going to read that because this video has gone on too long. But you can look it up. I'll link it in the description. Uh, it's called Republican Support for Convicting Trump and Senate Growing. And it's on politico.com. So with that, guys, I'm going to leave you with the montage of idiots saying that Trump will never be president. And uh, at the end of this montage, you get to hear... Chenk Uger from the Young Turks have a conniption fit uh, over Trump uh, making uh, the greatest political comeback on election night in history, which uh, ended up being the biggest middle finger uh, in American political history. So, um, We'll see you around like a donut. God bless you guys. Pray for one another. Do pray for President Biden uh, and his administration going forward. Um, you know, 
we are Americans and we do have to remember that this is our president now. This is our president. Um, we may not like it, some of us. Uh, some of us may want to say, no, he's not my president. But you gotta support and respect the office. You don't have to agree with the man in it and uh, soon to be woman in it. I am officially running for president of the United States. Could he actually win? No freaking way! Which Republican <laughs> candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Trump will not be president. Trump will never be elected president of the United States. You're not going to be president. A man right? who will never be president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. He will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. She's at plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the difference! This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump, vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. You still think she has 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? Prayer and hope for a Festivus miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America. The fight for the presidency. Because we don't care. Oh, okay, have Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky, don't no, care about Kentucky. Indiana. Don't care. Indiana, with, it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its vote, North Dakota, and South Dakota, Texas, uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red, Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri, yes. it was at 80% an hour for Clinton, what is it now, 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. Oh, 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 hold, hold. Ohio, gone. Idaho. Okay, yeah, I don't see a fucking landslide here. I don't see it at all. North Carolina. God damn it, if we need Florida, are you shitting me? Florida. It is fucking panic time. New Georgia. Donald Trump, now the favorite to win the presidency. Iowa. <clears throat> New York Times now has it at... 95% chance. Utah can still win, but in order to do so, she has to win Wisconsin. Wisconsin. God damn. Fuck Arizona. Alaska. Pennsylvania. Michigan. All of what Florida. a night. It How did this I love it when a plan comes together. And we'll end it with that. Thank y'all. God bless you. Um, God bless America.